Hey, Fairborn City Manager Rob here, along with Megan Howard. Hi, Megan. Afternoon. And this is Rumor Has It. This is our fifth episode. I think it's technically six. We got it wrong six. last time. Okay. Well, like most things, we're going <laughs> to set out with some corrections. This is the sixth episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Those of you that have downloaded this and listened to the podcast, uh, we, uh, we've we seen a lot of chatter about it on social media, which is exactly why we started to do this. Yep. Um, and I think it's good that people realize what we're doing and why we're doing it. And I know some folks have... Uh, mentioned it and have listened to it. So those of you that listen, uh, thank you. Uh, those of you that have mentioned it on social media, um, please, thanks, thanks, and continue that if you would. I don't know that we'll do a uh, a text recap of this podcast, kind of defeats the purpose, no. uh, but you can certainly try to do some voice-to-text thing if you need to read it. Yeah. Uh, but I think, yeah. I think one of the platforms, I can't remember which one, but one of the podcast platforms lets you do that. Wow. I mean, I think, yeah. And maybe some people are visual, like, you know, it's, Could but be. I think, you know, like you said, when we started this, it's easy to just kind of put this in and do some work around the house or driving the car. And then you hear something that interests you and you kind of pay attention. And then right. when that goes away, you, you know, go about your business Move on the next thing. Yeah. There's a lot of times I pause podcasts and I'll go back in 30 seconds and listen to it again. Yeah. And there's but. times where I've had to, use the feature where you go back, like the 15 second yeah, go yeah. back. Um, I've do that a lot because I'll hear something and realize, oh, I'm catching this in the middle. Yep. I have to go back, so. Yeah, and then anyway. I fast forward through some too. Absolutely, all right, for sure. <laughs> I'm sure people do that to I our podcast as well, do. that's okay. Um, so again, do. this is Rumor Has It. This is our a little more informal podcast where we can talk about current events, things going on. We have a few things to get to today. We have a couple social media meltdowns we want to talk about later on the episode. But this is our first podcast post Bluegrass and Brew. So is. Um, if you follow our social media, uh, Megan put some amazing pictures on uh, Facebook and Twitter of the event, kind of the build up to the event and where it was at its peak. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's probably the most iconic photo we've had in, in Fairborn. So if you've, uh, and it's a picture taken from the stage looking out to the crowd. Which is um, a crazy so i i tried to stay out of the way yeah that was my goal right so daniel mullins uh from real roots he had uh gone up on stage and was in the corner and he got his shot and he came down i was like man that's a brilliant idea i said i'm gonna steal it so i'm gonna go up there and he's like go for it so i was staying back in the corner of the stage trying to get a shot and Rhonda Vincent comes over and I'm like, oh, great. Like <laughs> She's going to tell you get off the she's stage. Gonna, like tell me to get off the stage or I'm being distracting or something. And she leans over and she's like, will you go to the middle and get a shot of us with the crowds? And I said, absolutely. And the pictures that came out of that were fantastic. Tremendous. And yeah, tremendous. I, I gave them to her and, and shared them. And she had posted the one on her social media page. And one of the funnier things that happened, though, was her fiddle player. Yeah. I can't remember his name. I can't he, he came over and he was like, hey, how about you get a selfie with me? And I was like, really? He's like, yeah. He's like, just go ahead, take a selfie. And uh, so we took a selfie on stage mid-song, um, <laughs> right? which was super funny too. And I quickly got off the stage so that no more pictures needed to be taken. But right. it was just, it was a really cool moment where we got an incredible photo for uh, that Forever. Yeah, it was fantastic. Forever. So before we get into the recap and talk about how wonderful an event it was, and it was wonderful, 
Uh, we need to say some thank yous to some people first. And I like to start with our Parks and Rec crew who do the majority of the setup and the preparation. Um, so Chris Barker, April Floyd, uh, those folks have been terrific in just working to put this stuff together. And they start this really months and months in advance right. uh, with lining up food trucks. And, you know, there's little details that we don't even think of that they come up and have to deal with and worry about. And dealing with me probably is not the best thing to do when we talk about an event. So managing all of that, uh, they just do a great job. They're assisted always by our pu public works folks mm -hmm. uh, who work a lot of the hours to put this together, clean up, set up all that. Police and fire are, are present from the beginning. Yep. Uh, just the pre-planning and making sure that everything is safe and make sure that we have uh, the proper amount of uh, police there to, to police the crowd so that nothing gets out of hand. Bluegrass is a little different. They're a more subdued crowd, and they aren't necessarily as uh, wild and rowdy as some other folks might be, but uh, they do a great job doing that. And then fire's there if there's an emergency. I think we did have a couple things where, you know, things happen, people get hurt or people, you know, fall ill, um, and they're there to take that, take care of that. So, um also need to thank Real Roots Radio, uh, Joe and Daniel Mullins. Yeah. Uh, Joe, if those of you who don't know, really put the lineup together for us. Mm -hmm. um, he's a as much of a celebrity in bluegrass as anybody and has the connections and, and uh, the wherewithal to help line yeah. up our acts. So he put the lineup together, performed. Uh, Daniel did a great job emceeing, oh better gosh. than you and I could do. Yeah, that was fantastic. And when, they, when Joe offered that, I thought, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to be up there. We're going to do that, yeah. Um, so... It, it was just before we get into that, the, just the thank yous. And really uh, got to thank our uh, Mike Gephardt, Cherie Shell. They took on the uh, the tickets and selling beer tickets yeah. and selling beers. And uh, we had some help from the Fairborn Senior Center and Fairborn Rotary Club volunteered to help do that. Um, it's a team effort and we couldn't do it without those members. Yep. So now I'll let you talk about your impression of Bluegrass and Brew this year. You've been a part of it since we've done it, I think, right? Maybe uh, not the first year. Right, the last four years. The last four years. Yeah, four out of five. Um, so what was your impression this year as opposed to the three previous years? This was the best one yet. Right. It was um, the biggest crowd we've ever had. We had a couple firsts. Um, we've never had somebody do an encore and <laughs> right. have an encore right. asked for. Right. Uh, she, Alvarana Vincent, did an encore, uh, and then we've never had somebody sign autographs like right. like that she stayed for a good 40 plus minutes yeah. signing autographs at the end um so i mean it was it, from start to finish i thought this was a pretty seamless event we, we had some hiccups but we always do we always do i mean things are gonna happen right yeah but um, it everywhere i looked there were people all right. the time and they just kept coming and we were down at spark for a while with the bands and kept watching people walk by with chairs and right they just they didn't stop coming and they came from all over the place. We got a, a message that we had people from, I think, Oregon and Tennessee, yep. um, Kentucky and Indiana and Michigan. I know. Yeah. Pennsylvania. So, I mean, it, it, they just, they came for it and it was, it was really awesome. Another first this year was we had people setting chairs up in the morning. So at 1030. So we closed that part of the street at nine, yeah. uh, began setting the stage up. Then shortly thereafter, it was maybe nine 30. Yeah. Uh, and I know there were people at the stage set up by 1030. Yeah. Uh, the event didn't open until four and the music didn't start till six. six. Yeah. So those folks got the front row seat and stayed there all night and, you know, God bless them for doing yeah. that. It's shows the commitment and how big of a lineup it was that people were willing to do that. Right. And 
I don't know that anybody left it disappointed. It was right. It was right. so it was good. Music was good. The food trucks that came, we had ten out of twelve uh, yep. showed up. Very minimal lines. I know. I heard Young's had a pretty good line, but it was hot and right. They have ice cream, so that's to be expected. Right. Um, we we really so leading up to this event, um, we we look at the weather a week in advance, ten days in advance. And it just kept getting worse worse and worse as we got closer to the event. And we actually talked as a group on Wednesday uh, about what what is a contingency plan in the event that we're unable to hold the event. Now, we didn't cancel the event two years ago due to COVID. Right. Uh, so we weren't able to hold it because of the pandemic. And we didn't want to have to go through that again. Didn't want to have to cancel the event. So we racked our brain trying to think of alternatives. And we were in contact with, uh, with Joe Mullins about it. And at one point, Joe sent me a text and said, we're just going to play some bluegrass. It's going to be fine. And I thought, okay, love the optimism. Right. Not sure I agree, but love <laughs> the optimism. Uh, anybody that knows Joe knows he's just super individual and super positive and just yeah. has a wonderful outlook. And, and uh, even the day before, <laughs> I was nervous uh, because we had a, you know, having a real conversation about what do we do if we can't get this thing together. Right. And so... Friday rolls around. The morning is sunny, mm -hmm. uh, cloudy, but sunny. Yep. Uh, I went down at nine o'clock when they closed the street and started putting the stage together and it, it looked like it could have rained. Uh, it didn't. Yeah. And as the day went on, the forecast got better and better and better. And it was gorgeous. Mm, it, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was warm perfect. and humid, Yes. but not a drop of rain, mm -hmm. um, from the morning until it was over. Right. Um, and it was, it just, for whatever reason, divine intervention, whatever you want to call it, uh, whoever was in charge of the weather uh, did an outstanding job. I think Joe Mullen said when he performed, you know, God must be a bluegrass fan because right. he wanted to get this concert in and sure enough we did. Yeah. And you know, I, I was telling people, I, this is the first time I think I've ever been a meteorologist or attempted to do that all week. And right. we got almost every day wrong. So it's right. <laughs> It's so we're just like them folks on television. <laughs> we, we are. Right. <laughs> we're not any different, but the, it was, it was the one great. criticism we did hear, uh, I think is a making of being so successful mm -hmm. is that the folks that got there later had to sit further and further back on the, on main street. Right. And there was a, a the, the sound system was worked perfectly. It was solid. We didn't expect that many people. So right. if you're in the back, it wasn't as easy to hear as you would be up front, obviously. Um, but I went back there and I could hear it. Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't hear it like it wasn't loud, right. but you could hear it. So that was just being a, a victim of our own success, really. So in, rest assured, next year we will have enough amplification or right. enough speakers set up that you could probably be at the high school and probably hear this thing. We'll probably blow downtown out. And we had talked with, I had talked with um, Leroy with. Yeah. Uh, the sound, the sound crew, and he had said that, you know, it was kind of one of those situations where if we turned it up, it, we'd be getting feedback, <clears throat> we'd right. be blowing the people in front out of the water. Um, the sound system was plenty capable, yeah, to do what we needed it to do. But he said, what we can do next time is is maybe add another set of speakers in the middle, yep, uh, so that further back in here. So I mean, it's it was one of those problems. It was a, a kind of a good problem to have because we had so many people there. Right. Um, and I don't, I don't know that it detracted enough from the overall experience. Right. Um, cause the, the folks that said 
we have a hard time hearing kind of coupled it with, it was a great time though. Yeah. So, right. So that was a positive experience, minor criticism. And we're certainly, you know, always looking to do things the best right. way we can. And so again, it wasn't a fault of anybody. We just had so many people and the beer garden area, which is literally right off of where people sat was, you know, a lot of activity, a lot of talking. Right. Uh, so that, you know, had a lot of folks just, uh, just sort of a roar, a dull <laughs> roar, uh, because there were so many people, but yeah, in the, in the future we'll be, we will have it to the point where everybody will be able to hear it loud and clear. Uh, but again, if that's the only criticism, I think we did a bang up job. Um, it is by far our best event that we've done ever. Yes. Uh, and hopefully is a boon to our downtown folks that uh, have businesses and stayed open. Hopefully they got the business they were, they were looking for. Yeah. And I know a lot of folks have asked us, you know, why do you do things like that? Uh, does the city make a profit on those types of things? We don't, uh, we're not looking to make profit. Uh, we're looking to, uh, bring folks to downtown, looking to market the city. It's marketing economic development is what we're really trying to do with these events. And right. having that many people downtown to remember Fairborn and to remember, hey, maybe, you know, the people that got there at 1030 walked down and got a cup of coffee at Lefty's right. uh, or went to the Bourbon Bayou Bistro and got some bourbon chicken um, or Giovanni's or wherever downtown, uh, remember that and can come back if they're local. Yeah. So that's why we do it. And, and to have that big of a positive impression I don't know of another community in Greene County that does anything like that uh, to that to that extent. So, um, again, we're doing some award-winning stuff here and trying to trying to make a name for ourselves right. and raise our profile. So, now that bluegrass is out of the way, uh, we we are not done no. with events uh, in Fairborn, particularly downtown. Can't exhale uh, yet. The next one is one that we don't necessarily do, but we have a big hand in, and it's done in Fairborn, and it's something that we've become known for which is the Lions Club and the Fairborn Art Association putting on the Sweet Corn Festival. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that, Megan. So that happens the 20th and 21st of August. So every year it's the, always the third weekend in August. Okay. Um, so those dates change every year, but it's always the third weekend. And it's held at Community Park on a Saturday and Sunday. And I think at one point somebody told me they estimate between the two days, this was pre-pandemic at least, like they average 30,000 for the whole weekend for the number of people that come through there. I Which, believe it. It seems like a lot of people, but if you're ever there, there's- It's jam-packed. It's jam-packed. You can't park, right. you know, if you get there late. So, I mean, it's it's worth it. There's a lot of food vendors. There's like arts, arts and, crafts and crafts vendors. Um, we're there. Uh, there's entertainment. So there's different groups that play yeah. and dance. and. Um, there's a, it's really a great event. And if you like sweet corn, I believe Brentlingers is who they get their sweet corn yes. from. It's terrific. Uh, and there's a lot of just great food and great atmosphere. Um, it's, it's really a good time. And there's a lot of, a lot of people that they come strictly for the sweet corn. Right. They, they come in, they get it and then and leave. Know, they leave because right. that's all they want. Uh, so it's a pretty popular event, uh, around the area. It's been going on for a while. Um, but it's 11 to 7 on Saturday, okay. uh, the 20th, and 11 to 6 on Sunday, okay. the 21st. And again, it's at Community Park. There's plenty of parking there. You can park yes. at all three levels of Community Park. Uh, you can park over at the former, um, where the county pool site was there, right. where the where the basketball courts are. You can park in the high school parking lot. Mm -hmm. um, there's plenty of parking around, and, and it's going to be hot. So prepare for the weather. It's always hot. Uh, but if you, you know, come see us at the city booth, we'll be there different yeah. times. Got free stuff to give away. Got free stuff to give away. Some good uh, little trinkets, 
some candy that we give away a we little bit have there. candy, yes. And we might even have a little cooling set up where people can kind of get their face wet and mm. cool off a little bit from uh, from the weather. I mean, I can take a bucket. You gave me a surprise look there. Uh, <laughs> I did. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I we'll, suppose. we'll see what we can come up with in a couple weeks. And I weeks can fill here. a bucket of water and just start throwing <laughs> it on people. Maybe squirt guns. We talked about squirt we guns. We talk about squirt so guns. So maybe we'll do squirt guns. If you want to get squirted in the face with some water, let us know. Oh, that's, <laughs> so, that's we won't go there, but that'd okay. be really funny. Uh, you have to be careful you give that squirt gun to you. I know. I know. Right? So, yeah. So, that's the Squeegorn Festival coming up uh, 20 and 21st of August. And the next event that we put together is really coupled with another event that we don't put together that is part of Fairborn. And that's on September 17th. We do our Hairborn event, which is our second time we've done this. Yes. So, what's Hairborn? Uh, Hairborn is kind of an ode to 80s rock hair bands. Yeah. And we have the band Mullet. Mullet. And the Wrecking Crew, like okay. not Motley Crew, it's the Wrecking Crew. Right. Okay. And there's a couple local bands too. I think Ithaca is going to be a band that's going to play there this year. Um, that is a you have to that's a you have to pay for that event. That's a partnership Correct. we have with iHeartRadio yep. and WTUE, and that is held not in on Main Street downtown, but over at Main and Broad, where the Family Video used to be. Um, it's a ten dollar fee for all day. Uh, get you in, you hear the music, there's food trucks, uh, a beer garden like we normally have. Uh, and it's just a good time. Last year, the first time we did it, we had uh, that arena rock show uh, kind of oh, yeah, close the night and it was terrific. They were so good. It was terrific. So uh, Hairborn and then the the morning of that leading up to it <laughs> is something that we help with and are a part of and is important to us, but it's not something we put together and that's the Air Force Marathon. Correct. So it, it starts... The whole marathon weekend starts on Thursday with the opening of the Air Force Marathon Expo at the Nutter Center. Okay. Uh, so the expo's Thursday and Friday, and we'll okay. be there. So if you're a runner, feel free to, or even if you're not a runner, feel free to come over and say hi. Right. Um, but the the races begin Friday night at six o'clock, I believe. They have the 5K. Okay. And that's pretty much on the Wright State campus. Correct. Correct. Okay. Correct. And then Saturday morning, it starts think at six or seven on uh, right pat right by the Air Force Museum, yep. kind of that runway area. Uh, it's the 10K half marathon and full marathon. Okay. Um, so they all kick off and the, the 10K and the half are pretty much just strictly on the base property, but the full marathon actually goes through Fairborn. does. Which is a pretty cool experience for us because we get to be a part of miles 14 and 15, I believe, and it comes through downtown. Right. And when I go through the fly zone, uh, which is always fun, um, but that's kind of where we get to be a part of it all and runners get announced by the best announcer in Fairborn. <laughs> you happen to know? <laughs> no, I happen to know. Uh, so the, you mentioned the fly zone. So what the fly zone is, for those people that don't know, is that we actually have a, a group of uh, volunteers uh, that it's not a city thing we certainly help them right. and work with them but it's a, a group of volunteers that have done this for many many years and what they do is when people get on when the, with the exception you can't get on the base property to watch people run Correct. while they're on the base Correct. Uh, with the exception of the start so what they do is they uh, work with Fairborn City Schools they have school buses that pick up spectators from the starting line mm -hmm. bring them to Fairborn drop them off so that they can see their loved one running right. in mile 14 and 15, and then they can hop right back on that bus and head and watch the, the finish line. It's unique, right? I've not heard of any other races. Maybe this happens all the time, but I'm not aware of any other races that do that kind of thing. 
uh, because not many of them are t- are done entirely on a military installation right. with the exception of a little couple of miles. So we get a good crowd of people that come to watch their loved ones come through. And kudos to the folks that live in those neighborhoods along Grand and Xenia, right near close to right. downtown, because we're at zigzags up through those neighborhoods. Those folks are out. They're uh, having a good time. There's probably some cocktails. I don't know. I'm guessing. <laughs> Uh, having a good time cheering on the runners. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as a runner, Megan, you know kind of what that does to boost you mm-hmm. when you're going through that. So talk about, uh, so if the, you see me running, it's a problem. <laughs> you run for fun. So talk about what that means. Uh, so when I ran it, it was when we were still at miles eight through 10. Okay. So, I mean, it, you're still at the beginning of your 26.2 miles. Still feeling good about it. Uh, yeah. You know, you don't hate your life so much. Right. Um, right. You know, but it, it was really neat because, you know, as much of the race that is on the base, there's just not a lot of people on the base sometimes. Right. And to see that many people cheering, I mean, it, it's a incredible experience just to feel the energy of downtown. The, the high school band plays. There was another yep. group playing. Um, people were cheering. And it, it really was just one of those moments where you were just really happy yeah. to be in a place with that much energy. And so it really does kind of boost the runners as they're coming through and now that they've moved it from uh the beginning kind of to the middle part of the race right i i would imagine for the marathon runners it's it's an even better spot because really on the back half you're needing something especially right. if you're not one of the elite runners if you're sure. you know like me who's more of a snail's pace you know you need something on the back half right. and so to have that experience at you know miles 13 through 15 is it's probably a really good experience. So we need people to stay out there um, right. and keep cheering because those runners are going to need it. And we've heard from the folks who put the marathon together that the fly zone is a, the best part of the comments race. about it, right? Like yeah. people comment about the fly zone and come, I don't want to say they come back specifically for it, but it certainly helps in their decision to mm-hmm. come back and run this marathon. Yeah. I always, you know, I described it as it's, it's the best part. It was the best part for me other than the finish line. Right. I mean, just there's no energy that's matched anywhere else. So please, if on the morning of the of September 17th, I believe the race starts around 7. I think so. Uh, the first runners, the really good ones, will start coming through in about an hour. Yep. Uh, because it is mile 14, 15 now. Yep. So by 8 o'clock, they're coming through. Uh, the cool thing is they have the folks that are bicycles or the para-athletes that come right. through. Uh, and those folks are, I mean, that's a... They fly. Oh, my gosh. It's incredible. Um so they, and again, we are fortunate that we are the only community mm-hmm. uh, that the base, uh, the marathon comes through. It does not go through anywhere else uh, outside of the, the uh, right past Air Force Base property. So we're blessed to have them come through. Uh, the Fly Zone people do a great job really pumping that up and getting folks here and, and uh, preparing for it and working with the downtown businesses to do different things. So uh, kudos to those folks. And it's really a good time. So if you want to get up early on the 17th, uh, come down for that. We will have music going at the, because uh, the marathon will run right by where the Hairborn event is happening. So we'll have Hairborn music playing yep. uh, through WTUE's uh, mobile radio thing that they do, and it'll be a good time. So come on down and, and uh, have a good time. It'll be fun. So that takes us through September, and that's really, uh, that's the last event that we do until December. Correct. Uh, when we do our uh, Christmas. Uh, Christmas parade. Uh, there are other events that happen downtown. We'll talk about those in future episodes coming up when we have more details. But uh, we're really winding down our summer and getting into our fall, which is nice. Uh, which is nice. And uh, <laughs> but knowing what's coming with the winter weather is a little bit of a bummer. But uh, it's been a great summer so it, far. It so 
we're looking to keep that stuff going. And, you know, bluegrass kind of always ended our summer concerts. Right. Um, so we ended it with a bang and kind of we'll start the fall off with hopefully another one. So. Yeah. Hairborn's a good time. So I'm not a, yeah. I'm not a hair metal fan. I'm a hair metal appreciator, but I didn't grow up with that music. I didn't latch onto that growing up. Uh, but it is a good time. And those folks that do that stuff yeah. are incredible. So. Yeah. And they're all, uh, what's the, not imitation bands, but they're tribute bands, tribute bands. I know something bands, like that. Yeah. yeah yes. So, and the names of, I think what the wrecking crew or the individual, like, uh, yeah. Band member names are. <laughs> It's their take their takeoffs on the actual names of the band members. So <laughs> right. it's like Getty Rose and right. things like <laughs> that, right? Like yeah. So it's it's really a lot of fun. Um, so that's really the event stuff that we want to talk about. Uh, let's get into some construction projects, and we'll save the one everybody wants to talk about. We're going to talk about that under our social media meltdown section. So let's get to the other things. Let's talk about the intermediate school. Um, as you know, the school district delayed the start of school. They did uh, in order to complete the, the intermediate school project. Um, how far are we along in getting this done? I think they're getting closer. Um, you know, goal is school opens on September 6th. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed because my children need to go back to school. <laughs> right. I love them dearly, but they're ready. <laughs> right. But they were given. And you're ready. I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. They were given a temporary occupancy so that the Good. teachers and um, the staff can start moving furniture in. And as I understand from a teacher friend of mine that the teachers can actually get access to the building starting on Monday. Yeah. Uh, so That's they got their to. temporary occupancy. So I think they're going to start moving the furniture in, which is probably already done. Um, and it's just the final detail stuff now that won't prevent them from yeah. opening, hopefully. I'm kind of anxious to see it. I've not, uh, we've not, we've not been in, in there. It. Yeah. We were offered a tour uh, about a year ago and it was when the pandemic was still kind of going and we didn't yeah. get a chance to go through there. So looking forward to if there's an open house or walking yeah, through that. Like, if it's anything like the primary building, it's going to be amazing. Oh, I'm sure it'll be so. incredible. So we've got the intermediate school uh, is up and going. Casey's, if you've been by it, if you miss a week on this podcast, the, the Casey's looks totally different from week to week. Correct. Um, they're still shooting for an October occupancy, and that should be good. Um, do you want to talk about the DQ? Have you been by DQ? I haven't. Okay. I mean, I have, but. That's also going it's very like quickly. Passing. Yeah. Um, they, I think it's one of those things where it's kind of a, you know, the people that build these things build a lot of them, so they kind of have the routine down. They know what to do. And they're just flying on that. So the building is up. Yep. Um, look for some of the exterior stuff to continue, and then they'll start working on the inside, and all that should go uh, pretty quickly, I would imagine. That could also be towards an October occupancy. Yeah. Uh, so you maybe it'll get DQ yet this year. So I think, I'm trying to remember, I either scheduled it for tomorrow or Friday. Either tomorrow or Friday. Uh, we do have a social media post uh, from Emily about the construction projects. So. Nice. She she went out to Casey's Dairy Queen and the other gas station, um, Dayton and Kaufman. Oh, yeah. The marathon. Yep. So Good. Can see some projects. So follow our social media at City of Fairborn on all the channels, right. right? That's right. Good. So that takes care of that. Casey's is, is up. We do have the sheets, which has made an application to get approval by our planning board. They actually were supposed to go on the agenda last night, yesterday, I should say, at planning board. Uh, they asked to, to delay another month uh, to work out some details. Is anybody that's aware of that area, there's some stormwater issues uh, that we're trying to work through and trying to be aware of and try to make the applicants aware of to, to deal with. So we're hopefully working through that, but that should go in September. My guess is you won't see construction there happen until next spring is my guess. Um, I may be wrong, but that's probably the, the better the, the better time frame. 
Uh, what else? So let's, that's really the, the construction projects that are going right now. There's a lot of things in the works, a lot of things in the pipeline. There's uh, a couple things that are going to go on. I didn't put this on council agenda. The one at uh, Dayton Drive and Xenia. The U-Haul has been demolished. The old yes, U-Haul building for another gas station. Another gas station. Uh, we don't uh, as yet named a gas station, but it is another gas station. Uh, we, if you listen to the podcast last time, we talked about why so many, yeah, and what determines that. So we do have another gas station. So go back and listen. So if you yeah, have go back one episode and listen to that as to the the description for that. So we a lot of things going on, a lot of construction. Uh, single family homes are are uh, you know I think the last time I checked with our building department, which was a couple of months ago. We'd issued over 70 single family home permits. Uh, that was in the second quarter. Um, yeah. So that's halfway through the year. Um, we are we typically, average, typically we do about a hundred. Yeah, it was like in the 90 to 100 range. Yeah, so my guess is if that number holds, we'll be well over our, what our average yeah, is. That's crazy. Uh, single family home sales are up in Fairborn uh, and we can't build them fast enough. Mm-mm. So It's a good problem to have too. Right. All right, so let's get to the one where it's probably gonna take a few more minutes. I know we're about a half hour into this podcast already. But we can. We want to spend a couple minutes on the social media meltdowns. This is a plural. This this Oof, time. It's rough. Um, and let's talk about a couple. But bef- uh, yeah, we're actually going to talk about three. Um, and I've got one for you that I want you to talk about that you may not be aware of that we're going to oh. talk over. So, but you, it's you're an expert in this. So going to let me wing it. That's exciting. I'm, I'm going to make you wing it. Um, <laughs> Fun. The first one. Let's talk about Maple Avenue. So, if you followed along and followed on the council agenda, we actually had a special meeting on Monday, this past Monday, Correct. to approve a supplemental appropriation and a change order for Maple Avenue. And the reason for that, if you, I don't know if we went through this in detail last time, in looking at the original construction plans, uh, we were going to, we've completely replaced all the curbing and driveway approaches uh, for phase one, which has been completed for a year, which is the overpass to Doris. And then in phase two, we were gonna tear out all the, the curbs on the west side of the street, which would be the southbound lane coming south. Okay. Uh, and then we were just gonna do some spot repairs on the other side of the street. Uh, and in looking at that curb, it's in a little bit worse condition than we thought. And then we felt like what we didn't wanna do is have to go back in in a couple of years and start replacing curbs long maple because people would lose their ever loving mind. Correct. And we- and Rightfully tr- so, right? I mean, they're losing their ever loving mind anyway. <laughs> right. But if we were to get it finished and then have people have to go in and do some more work, right. it really doesn't make sense to do it that way. So we changed the scope of the project to tear out all of the curbing on the east side, all the drive approaches, and put in new concrete. Correct. Um, this is gonna add a little bit of time to the project, not a heck of a lot of time, but a little bit. Uh, and it's gonna add some cost. So right. we went for the additional appropriations. So it's gonna cost about $400,000 more. And that's not strictly for the curbing. What we found is when we were digging out some of the streets, we found some things in the road that shouldn't be there. Right. Uh, like old uh, stormwater structures, big chunks of concrete, gas pipes lines. that shouldn't be there, gas lines that have been abandoned. Uh, just some things you can't plan for that have cost the cost of the project to go up. Uh, so we have some supplemental appropriations to address those issues and install the curbs. Everything should be completed, hopefully, by the start of October. Right. Uh, so it should allow a couple of weeks at the most if the weather holds and everything can go as quickly as we think it's going to. It'll add a little bit of time. Right. Now, the one change from the last episode of this thing is we talked about the maintenance of traffic. So we were going to continue to have the traffic go north on Maple. Correct. Uh, so you would actually go in the opposite lane to, tra- to travel north. Right. Not so. Anyway. What? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wrong. Uh, so we're going to make a correction. So 
Uh, now hear this, this we're changing the flow of traffic on Maple. So we're gonna go in the direction that you would normally go on that lane because it causes too much confusion at that intersection. What we don't want to happen is when folks, it, it makes sense to continue to go north because you're using that lane, right. the northbound lane. To try to send northbound traffic in a southbound lane would could be a disaster. <laughs> could be a disaster with people coming north on Maple and people trying to go south on Maple. Correct. Uh, and the contractor was concerned for the safety of his workers out there that we didn't want to have all these accidents, which would tie up traffic and make it difficult. So we're actually going to send the traffic the way it should go. So you're going to be able to come south on Maple now, uh, which is a bit of a change. It's not been that way yet, uh, but no. and and I will say it was it was confusing the first time they did that to go yeah. north in the southbound lane. So right, I appreciate the fact that this contractor wanted it the other way. And, um, you know, I think it helps Rumkey with their trash because everything right. is kind of on that side anyway. So, I mean, there were multiple reasons to, to make it southbound only traffic. And, you know, there's some, like I said, there's some things you can't plan for when you do these projects. Right. Uh, this is one that we could have planned for, uh, but it made more sense once we got into it and talked to the contractor who's actually doing the work because we could come up with a plan, but if it doesn't make sense to the people who are doing the work, we need to change it, right? Correct. Because we don't do that work for a living. Um, so we changed it. It's going to be a bit of a change. It's going to be a little bit of a hassle for people. But the good news is it should only be for a couple of months while they finish that side of the street. That part should go quickly. And we should be open to full traffic here, hopefully by October. So I know there's been a lot of uh, communication on uh, some of the pages. I know there have been some accusations. I can tell you, I am not on the take. I don't take bribes. Uh, that's illegal. Um, as much as people like to talk about that and think it's funny to say that, it's not appreciative. Uh, and I'm telling you, we are some honest, hardworking people here. We do not do those types of things. Right. Uh, and we don't appreciate being accused of that. If you have evidence to the fact, then bring it forward. Otherwise, stop saying it. Yeah, uh, That's exactly how I feel about it. Um, so in Maple Avenue, I think some people believe that it's a $4 million overage. We're only over the project. That so the project was initially set to come in at about $3.9 million. We're going to be about 4.2 when it's all said and done. So we're not that far over the original budget. Right. Uh, and none of that money went to anybody affiliated with the city of Fairborn. So just so you know. Tell your friends, neighbors, nobody's on the take, nobody's taking bribes. If I did, I'd drive a much better car than I do, and I don't. So, um, you know, again, if you have evidence of it, bring it forward, otherwise stop saying it. Uh, and then the other one that we wanna can, talk about. Can, can we talk about one more with Maple? Yeah. Cause there's just been a couple things that, um, you know, people have said they've, well, they've stopped working and they may have. Um, some of the stuff that they're doing right now is weather contingent right. or dependent and with the, weather last week, there were a lot of unknowns with weather. And, and I do know that, right. you know, some of them were paused because they can only do certain things when it's not raining. Um, and they're not ripping up the new bike path. Right. Uh, that was one of the things that was mentioned. So they're not. That was Vectron or whatever the company is correct. now. Vectron did that. Right. Yeah. We're not, we're not doing that. And Vectron is going to replace the entire panel, the entire they panel that uh, they took out and had to repair. Um, so it, please, if you have questions, um, message us 
and ask us questions. We are more than happy to give you the information or more than happy to forward the information if you message the city page and uh, I don't know the answer to it. I will make sure that I do everything I can to get you the right answer um, to your question. And uh, we just, we like to get as much um, factual information out as we can and not have misinformation out there. And uh, I mean, to evidence that fact, we started a flipping podcast to do that. We did. Right? We so did. That's how important it is to us. So we're willing to create new media right. to try to get the word out there the way that it should be out there to get the truth Correct. out there. And I realize there's probably people that still don't believe us when we say this, but again, if you, you know, if you don't have an automatic belief that all government people are crooked, right? Then you, then we, you'll believe that we speak the truth, right? Yeah, and yeah. Again, it's our our goal every day. At least my goal every day when I wake up is to make Fairborn a, a better place today than it was the day before, and. I think many people here share that that same belief, and all we want to see is this this community succeed, yeah. and and do as best as it can. So, and we're doing the best work we can to try to make sure that happens. Correct. So, correct. Okay, I uh, got off my soapbox. No, I appreciate that. No, thanks for for filling that in. Uh, the second one that we we've, we've seen on social media has been the Main Gate Park uh, project. Yeah. Um, let me talk about Main Gate Park. So, Main Gate Park is not in located in Fairborn. Is actually in Bath Township, and it sits mm-hmm. on State Route 444, yeah. uh, essentially where DYS turns into 444 uh, and goes towards Bay, Gase Bait. <laughs> <laughs> base Gate 12 at There you say. go. <clears throat> uh, the main base gate is why we call it Main Gate Park. Um, that is a $350,000 project, of which we received $350,000 from uh, the state government under state capital budget allocation. Uh, thank you to our uh, to Rick Perales and uh, Bob Hackett, who were the uh, legislators that put that money together for us. Um, essentially, to take out the existing businesses that were there that had been vacant mm-hmm. uh, and put in a new linear park right. uh, to improve the appearance of because that is the main base gate. That's where people that come from all over the world and go to Wright Paris Air Force Base they go to that gate. And that's what they see first. And that's what they see first, and they think that's Fairborn. Uh, and that's not the f- the face of what we want to put forward to people who don't know Correct. us. So with that in mind, we acquired the properties from their owners. Uh, two, there were three three buildings there. Two of them were vacant. One had a tenant that had a month-to-month lease. And before we purchased the property uh, from that owner, we said that we would not purchase the building if it had somebody in it. So Correct. in order to go through with that transaction, the owner of the building had to essentially not renew the lease of the person that was there. Um, which is unfortunate, but our folks did reach out to the folks who ran that automobile repair business and said, we would love to help you find a location. I think they met once or twice, showed them some locations and it did not meet their criteria. They did not want to go to those locations. And so not sure where they ended up, but they kind of said, forget it, we'll do our own thing. And that's where they went. I'm not sure if they ended up anywhere where they went, uh, but we tried to find them a location in Fairborn where they could relocate and none of them were to their liking. Uh, so we did not evict anyone. We did not send anybody, put anybody out of business. Uh, we did not, we purchased a property that was vacant and now we're renting, we're tearing it down and making a park. Right. Um, and for those of you, it, it is not a, it is not an active park. It's called a passive park. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, there are, there's some walking paths and some parking. You can enjoy this park, right. but there's no playground equipment. We're not expecting a bunch of kids to go there. 
uh, and play. We're not looking for baseball teams to come and have practice there. Correct. It is really an opportunity to improve the appearance of Fairborn from the outside world. Correct. And for people who are concerned about the fact that there's a railroad track right there, um, as someone who frequents the bike path right, and have ran on the bike path, walked on the bike path, uh, biked on the bike path, when the train is going by, it's it's okay. Right. It's right. okay. It's right. not a deterrent. It's not, you know, something that causes me to to stop in my tracks. I mean, it's, you, you know, there's a train there and then it goes away. And you kind of know it's coming. I mean, it's not <laughs> like it stinks up on you. You can see it from a long way <laughs> coming right. both directions. And you can hear it. Right. They're not quiet. So, I mean, it's, right. it's, it's okay. And the number of trains that come through, I think is just a handful a day. It's not yeah. like it's every hour there's a train coming through and it's, it's causing a problem. We, correct. we function every day with that train railroad there. It's been there for before Fairborn was a city. Right. Uh, so yeah, we've, again, you're right. It does come through. It, it's a little bit inconvenient, but aside from that, it's not a, not a thing you need to worry about. Correct. Yeah. So. Yeah. So Main Gate Park, again, we did get uh, state capital budget dollars to do that project. Mm-hmm. Uh, the city did purchase the properties. They are in Bath Township and will remain in Bath Township. Uh, but it is something that was important to the base, which makes it important to us. Right. And it's important that we put our best foot forward. And I think it'll be ultimately a, a big improvement. If you go out there now, the buildings are down. Yeah. Uh, we could do nothing else and have improved the appearance of that exponentially. Right. And those, yeah. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. So that's two. I, I mentioned social media meltdowns. So there's multiples. There's one more, and this is the one for you, Megan. I'm nervous. Um, we get a lot. We There's a few people, I'm going to say a few, maybe one or two, who really have a, a problem with our Facebook strategy, I'll call it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with the way that we do our Facebook posts and what we put on our Facebook posts and how we do our Facebook posts and so on and so forth to the point where um, – you know, of course, they won't tell us that they have a problem with it, right? Sometimes they, are, they do. They, they are texting our elected officials with how immature and unprofessional we are. Uh, yeah. Now, I, you're one of the most professional people I've ever dealt with. I can be immature. Oh, I'm I mean, not going to lie. I have my moments, I suppose. But, uh, but when it comes to our... <laughs> so what I would like you to do, talk about our Facebook strategy, because you actually have a PhD in social media. Or a doctor. Or doctor. The same thing, right? The same yeah, thing? Kind of. Really. Okay. You have a doctor in I social media. I have a doctor in social media, yes. Um, and so you understand the algorithms and everything that it takes with regard to Facebook. And so talk about our strategy and why we do those things. So with Facebook, which they seem to change the algorithm, it seems like every day. Uh, absolutely. Um, one of the things that is very hard for a business is to get organic traffic. Right. And the way that it works, the more you engage with a post, the more you engage with the business, the more you're going to see the information. So if I want somebody to engage with us, I will ask questions. I will put something out there that is engage worthy. Um, some of the information we put out there uh, is not that all, all that exciting. Right. I mean, not all government things are fun. I, I call it carrying the mail. Carrying the Everybody mail. Carry the mail. And but those are necessary. So right. in order for people to see those not so exciting carrying the mail type things or emergencies, they've got to see other things first. Right. And so part of the strategy is to get people to engage with the silly, yeah, common 
every day, you know what, you're a human, I'm a human, it's raining outside, this is a Monday, or it's snowing, um, you know what, the sky is blue, what do you think about that? Or, hey, you know what, it's National Pet Day. So we do those right. engaging content posts for multiple reasons. One, sometimes I'm genuinely, truly interested. Right. You know, two, this is a community. We are a community. Just because right. we're a government, it's a community. And I want, I want us to be able to engage with the citizens. Right. I want to create that trust that yes, we do indeed care. Whether or not people believe we do, I, I promise you, I care about the things that uh, people say when they comment. And and two, or and the final one is again to make sure that they are engaging enough that when something needs to be communicated, they see it. Right. Um, and so, so those are really the main reasons that you know, kind of, we do what we do. And I, I realize that people don't always agree with it. And I realize that it's not always what um, other communities may do, but I like to be different. And I told you right. when I started doing this uh, for almost five years ago that I wanna make sure that our social media does things that communities of 30 some thousand people don't always do. Right. And so we're doing that. And I, I think it has proved uh, to be successful. We're over 12,000 people that follow the page right. and we get extremely good um, reach and engagement uh, because of what we do. Um, and again, it's it's for those moments when I need somebody to see something right. that I work so hard to talk about the other engagements. So you can't just make a post once a month about something that we need or a weekly post about something coming up and expect as many people to see it if we don't do those other things is what you're saying. Correct. Okay. Correct. So we at least post twice, if not three times a day. I right. mean, that's a minimum. Um, and depending on, uh, you know, what's happening, we may shift some of that. Sure. But there's there's kind of a fine balance with some of the stuff we do. Um, and there's a fine balance with what Facebook does. And so it's almost like you gotta play the game a little bit. If you post too much, they kind of suppress it. If you don't post enough, sure. you know, you don't get seen. So I mean, it's trying to find that right balance, but. Um, so and yeah. so we'll also post things from the community, the people that maybe yep. have an event or something coming up, we'll be glad to post that. We had a really good one. Um, the Angela's premier events did, oh a, did a wedding at Kudos the Cincinnati Zoo and had the, the, the penguin. penguin show oh, up. I mean, what a great, adorable, which is amazing. Right. And so we share those things because it's interesting. Yeah. It's a fair born business. And if it helps get them some recognition, we're willing to do that. And also helps our page yeah. be seen by more people. Yeah. You know, the, the, the goal is to talk about Fairborn and who we are as, as not only a local government, but as a community and, and to highlight people and businesses. And um, we've got uh, something on our TikTok right now, every Saturday on Instagram and TikTok we'll do right. a, a small business highlight. And, you know, again, it's, it's just to show people who we are. And from a management perspective, uh, what I like about the way we handle our social media is it shows that we don't take ourselves too seriously. Right. right, which some people may say, well, that's not appropriate for the city to do that. In my opinion, it is because, you know, we're humans here, right? Yeah. <clears throat> we have to work together eight hours a day. I see you folks more in, in my waking hours than I see my family. Right. So I always made the joke, I almost have to like you better. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. so we try to make it so that folks feel comfortable at work, mm -hmm. have fun while they're here. And we, we get our work done, we're very diligent about it, we're excellent at what we do, but we don't take ourselves too seriously because if you do that and you everything is a is a constant uh, 
uh, or if everything is a problem or a concern or uh, then people will burn out quickly. And with trying to hire people these days, if we don't do these types of things and lose people, uh, it, it would just be very difficult to replace. Right. So from a management standpoint, we do the best friends thing because uh, Mike Gephardt is one of my best friends. I've right. known him before I even thought about working at the city of Fairborn. Uh, and I like him a lot. And so we are really good friends. He's one of my best friends. We spend a lot of time together. Yeah. Um, and so to do that, it wasn't a joke. I'm not trying to play a joke on Mike. We're really good friends. Yeah. Um, and so we did that because one, it's funny. <laughs> it is. And our employees got a real big kick out of it. I mean, they really embraced it. Um, just know that we know what we're doing and it's perfectly within our right and ability to do it this way. And that's not to say that we haven't done some things that we would do differently, right? Oh, because completely. We constantly learn and we understand and, and we're we're honing it in and we're dialing it in. And, Correct. And we're, so, you know, not to say that we haven't done some things that we would do differently now. Uh, we don't regret anything that we've done, but there are ways we would have done some things differently. Absolutely. And we're constantly learning that, right? So, you know, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a process. <laughs> we're yeah. learning. Uh, but we're having a heck of a lot of fun doing it. And people seem, for the most part, most people get it. Mm -hmm. uh, and most people engage with it. Most people like sending a picture of their pets. Yeah. Uh, and like telling us what their favorite Juby's flavor is. Mine is the chocolate peanut butter. Mm. Uh, but the chocolate they're all good. nutter is amazing. Uh, they're mm -hmm. all good, you know. And again, it's working. So we're getting great response to some of our stuff. And our stuff gets seen by a lot of people. So, um, you know, why would we change it and go back to the old way right. uh, when... It's working, yep. right? So, yep. Yeah. Anyway, that's our social media meltdowns. And you got me on two soapboxes today. I got you. Yeah, I got you. Jeez. Uh, we've we're about out of time. I don't want to waste any more time. I know folks are busy. <laughs> we've gone about fifty minutes. We're trying to keep these around forty-five if we can. <laughs> we have um, failed since like the first one. By we the way, have it's just I uh, I'm I'm a blowhard. Apparently, I can <laughs> long-winded. Um, so in the next episodes, we're going to talk more about ARPA projects. Uh, we are trying to line up a guest, somebody that may make this podcast interesting. Um, but just know that if you're going to be a guest on our podcast, mm. uh, there are some ground rules and we're going to make these known. So if somebody, if we invite someone and they don't show up, it's because they didn't want to follow the rules. Right. Uh, we're not going to turn this into a, just a, <laughs> an unhinged uh, rant. Uh, we're not, we're trying Correct. to keep it civilized. Um, We'll answer any questions that you have. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll answer them honestly. Um, the fact of the matter is you may not like the answer that we give you, but that doesn't make it wrong. Correct. Um, so we're going to, and if we invite people, uh, you can come on and ask anything you want. We'll answer it honestly. We're not, nothing to hide. That, we're fully transparent. That's appropriate. Can we just... <laughs> right. This is a family-friendly right. show, right. so let's keep everything appropriate. Yeah, yeah, and keep it rated, rated G. G. Yeah, rated G. Um, but you know, ask us what music we like, ask us, you know, anything you want. Uh, we'll be glad to do that, but we're going to be civilized and we're going to, you know, not just uh, come on here and accuse us of stealing money and Correct. this, that, and the other thing. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, uh, please reach out. We'd love to have folks on here. We can even do it uh, via phone. I believe we have the technology to do that. We so can. if you want to be on, we can call you. You don't have to come in here and do this. We can, we'd love to get your opinion on something. If you have a burning question, uh, we can maybe take that on the air. So we're, again, we're trying to like a radio build this station. up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> the crazy morning show. Right. Um, so uh, follow our socials, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, probably some that don't even, I don't even know exist. Um, we're, we're on a lot of social media mm -hmm. 
Um, and we will be back in a couple of weeks. We'll talk about some ARPA projects. I'm sure there'll be some more social media meltdowns Probably. that we can go over. So um, with that, Megan, thanks. Good job again. Thank you. You and too. We will see you around town. All right.